Hi, everybody. I'm Rick Todd. And I'm Jeremy Williams, and you're listening to Wine. Why not? A queer podcast. Episode 53. I almost forgot my line. Oh, you got a script right in I front know. of you. What I was are you just doing? Never read it. Um, episode 53, or as we will refer to it, season two, episode one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Second year start. We're bi-seasonal. No? Let's, uh, to you... celebrate our Is first episode, let's... Oh, uh, nope. Wine doesn't have a cork this uh, this episode. It's a twisty top. Keep going. There we go. I guess it is. You know, with that thing, you'll probably have two glasses of wine, but they are full glasses of wine. That's probably what a six ounce pour. How many ounces in that in that box? Uh, <laughs> in that box. boxel. It's like a box. Oh, it says right here: three servings of wine. It's a half. Uh, I'm sorry, half. It's a half a milliliter. It's 500 milliliters or three 5.6 fluid ounce servings. And it says Cabernet Sauvignon, child. You know, that's funny that you said that, that your go-to there was to say how many milliliters it was. And I'm like, it reminded me of the show that I watched uh, over the weekend. Oh. And I support the metric system and America transferring over to it. There, is that because you're military and you'd use the metric in military? or No, no we didn't use the metric in military. We did huh. use military time, though. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's what it's invented. That's why we call for. it military. It's called military time, not military etric. So, uh, but no, it was this reality TV show, and there were all these competitors in it. And then they brought this one guy in from the UK, and, you know, everybody else is from America. And they're talking about like, oh my gosh, we live on a different coast and we're so far away. And he's like, yeah, you know, there's a reason that I only date people who live at least 200 kilometers away from me. And everybody's like, <laughs> what? What's a kilometer? <laughs> I um on some of the apps because the the dating apps are uh, international. Um, when you get talking with a guy and uh, he tells you uh, like uses centimeters. And it's like, you know, for, for height, like, you know, I'm six foot. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what that means, mate. That was my Australian. Um, and then they told me in centimeters. And I'm like, hold on one second. I got to Google. Do, Aust- <laughs> do Australians use the metric system? metric system? The U.S. and I want to say Malaysia are the only countries in the world that don't use the metric system. Does Malaysia use the American system? Or do they have like a whole different... It's they use the I don't know if it, I don't think it's called the American system, but whatever that system is called, yes, I believe that they use that. I bet anybody who doesn't no? live in America who's listening to me say that is probably like, Ugh, that's so American to call it the American system. So American. <laughs> um, the three countries do not use the metric system: United States, Liberia, Myanmar. That's Myanmar. Myanmar. That's the one I thought was Malaysia. I thought for a second, gee, she's she's saying Miami real weird, and that is part of the U.S. Um, yeah, so we are one of three nations in the world. I don't know. I've never been to the other two, but they are not any countries that I've heard like on a regular basis that are um, like world powers. So apparently, we're the only major world power that refuses to shift. To there was over. a big push, was there not? Um, I feel like I was in school when this happened. That they were there was a big push, and they were like, "We're going to do this." I feel like you're right. Like there was a there was a time, yeah, where and they were there was a push. They were like, "We're going to change the metric system," and America revolted. Right, 
And they said, we will drive on the left side of the road and we will measure things in cups, gallons, and feet. And now we call them freedom fries. Because America's cool. I know that there's nothing different in the cooking process, but freedom fries taste gross. (laughs) French fries taste so much better. And I don't know if it's a little bit of the uh, je ne sais quoi. I don't know. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. There you go. I don't know what. That's what I said. You literally just said, <laughs> it's the I don't know what. And you're like, I don't know what that means. And it literally means, I, I thought you were saying it because it means I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Freedom fries. <laughs> so I believe when that whole change was happening, that there is a city or is it the whole state? I feel like Arizona or someone uses the metric system. Like I there's think- a stretch of a, of a highway that uses the metric system. <laughs> I think you're thinking of daylight savings time. No, 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 no. No, there is, there is, Google what U.S. city uses metric system, because there is a stretch of highway that is a metric system. Now, Arizona is also... um, They also refuse to participate in our daylight savings time. Um, And in free and fair elections. I'm just saying, Arizona seems problematic all around. They don't want to use our measurements. They don't want to use our clocks. They don't want to. They, they don't, don't want to validate our, our president. Mm. Sounds like no Santa Fe. That's in New Mexico, right? I was gonna say sounds like all those musicals are wrong, and we don't need to go to Santa Fe. But apparently, I need to go Why to a geography class. Why is Santa Fe class. a thing in musicals? I don't know. It is very popular. Everybody who lives in a big city is like, I need to get away to Santa Fe. And why? What's in it? Is that where? Um, <laughs> I could just making shit up. Is that where Matthew Perry got into his car accident? What? Didn't Matthew Perry get into a car accident and hurt his back while he was filming? He was filming Fools Rush In. Yeah. He he got into an accident. Was it, were they filming in Santa Fe? I feel like they were. Well, they were in Arizona. So anyway, we're about to hear that I was correct. Yes. So I will repeat what is being said. That's a lot of words. So I'm just going to say it's in Arizona. There's a stretch of highway. And it says it's 100 color. 102 kilometers. Of course, they're going to say it's in kilometers. That's the stupidest flipping thing I've ever heard of in my damn life. Is that, is that, how many miles, does it say how many miles it is? 63 miles. No. Give them back to Mexico. We don't want Arizona anymore. You just, they're doing what you want. Nobody likes daylight savings times, and you just said we should all be mm, metric. So that is you, true. You should follow everybody, the rest of America. Follow Arizona's lead. <laughs> one road at a time. That reminds me of of uh, one of the episodes we were talking about something and you had a very strong opinion about something. And I'm like, no, that's not what that was about. And then I said something and you looked at me and went, okay, well, I've changed my opinion about that. <laughs> I am I am open to change. I, I appreciate that. I feel that. like that is an important, uh, uh, important thing for someone to do. Well, as someone who is slightly older than you, um, I do not like to change. Slightly. No, you are. Just a couple of years. How many years is it? Uh, it's five. Be, it's five. five. I'm yeah. going to be 45 and you're going to be not 49 <laughs> next year. <laughs> there, hey, I am excited about my there is a six, 50th birthday. There's a five or six month stint where we are uh, five years apart yeah. and then four years apart. Uh, I'm going on a cruise for my 50th birthday. You are. Which I'm super excited about. And, um, you know, uh, Jen gets so excited about these things that she's been watching videos about this cruise since we uh, decided we were going to do this a couple of months ago but 
videos just came out because um, Icon of the Seas, which is a brand new Royal Caribbean uh, boat, it's the yeah. biggest one. Well, we're going on Wonder of the Seas, which is now the second biggest uh, cruise ship. And they were both docked at Coco Cay, which is the Royal Caribbean place that they take everybody. That's like their private place. Well, they just opened an adults-only section of it mm. um, that has infinity pools. And one of the infinity pools, which is like at the foot of a bunch of um, cabanas, has a heated pool. And they just, people, like influencers, just went there and took a bunch of videos and put them online. So we were watching those last night. It's going to be, we're going to have a great time. Yeah. Because I'm definitely renting one of those cabanas. That's my present to myself. Oh, nice. Nice. I mean, it's extremely, <clears throat> ridiculously expensive. Somewhere like... Twenty nine ninety nine. That's not twenty nine dollars and twenty nine cents. Two thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Like three grand to rent one of those cabanas for ten people. Mm, I'll I'll sit in one of the regular pools and someone can pee in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that only works for like a minute. You better hope that you better hope it's really crowded. I'm gonna Otherwise, gr- it's gonna get real cold real soon. I'm gonna gather a group from the bar who've been drinking a long time. And be like, come with me, fellas. <laughs> In fact, one of the influencers went into the pool, and they were like, oh, it's kind of chilly. I'm not going to go to the pool. And then they walked over to the infinity pool where the cabanas are, and they were like, oh, my God, it's so warm. And I was like, that sealed the deal. I'm, I'm getting it. Because you can't go swimming there. We went there uh, in December, couple, like a year, for not this last Christmas, but the one before, and it was cold. And so we couldn't get in the water. Mm. But this, now that it's heated, and I mean, I love kids. Don't get me wrong. But it's adults only. Yeah. Which is weird because we're going to have one kid in our group. <laughs> and I was like, mm, that's what they have the Adventurers Club for, right? Yeah. Isn't that what they Don't they have groups you can just yeah, pass you your kids off to for the cruise? Yeah. yeah. I've never been on a cruise. And uh, I, um, I have this weird thing about open bodies of water and being on a boat. So it makes me nervous. My family wants to go on a cruise. I know we were supposed to. We talked about doing a cruise for Watermark at one point. It makes me very nervous. You might feel that way now, but when you go on a cruise, you will not feel that way. I That's what everyone tells me. I'm petrified of open water. Petrified. And at night, it's a little daunting to stare into the abyss and think about like Titanic. And just imagine what's coming out of that water to you. But what's really cool is to watch the waves crash on the side of the boat when you get a balcony and look down on it. Or to sit at the back and like see the water churn from the propellers. It's pretty cool. Mm. And it's quiet know. and peaceful. Oh, I love it. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to go on a cruise next weekend. <clears throat> do they do like day cruises? Can I go on one day cruise just to test it out? Test the waters out, so to speak? Well, yeah. I mean, those are like booze cruises and you wouldn't enjoy it. Well, I mean, you, anyway, you might. But in, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't go on a cruise. That, like it just goes out into international waters and then you gamble and drink and it comes right back. I mean, it's just got to be full of crazy drunk people. Yeah. Yeah. But I would be able to test it out instead of getting out on the open waters for seven days and then panicking. Go on a three-day one. <clears throat> That's two days too long. Plus, like all it does is like it, it, you're on the water going to a place, so you're gonna get to a place and get off mm. of the of the boat and go walk around a beautiful Caribbean island and then get back on the <sighs> boat and come back. Beaches and islands don't do it for me. But when they have a heated pool, see, I don't like sand. I don't either. I don't like I don't like the beach. I don't like salt water and I don't like sand. But put a infinity pool on a beach and I'm there. Very nice. Well, that sounds anyway. like a fun time for your birthday. Yeah, and we'll talk all about that in a year. 
on season three, episode it's two. It's going to take me a year to um, save up for it. I mean, because, you know, the cruise, the room is like $3,200, and then I got to pay for the the other thing, that cabana, that's yeah. 3000 And then, you know, you got to pay your drink packages and your taxes and gratuity and all that. How many people up. are going on the trip? Right now, I think it's up to, like, Nine. Oh, what's three thousand divided by nine? How oh them, no 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 no! How, it's, it's three thousand for mine and Dylan's room. No, for the pool thing. Oh, have them pigeon for your birthday. Yeah, I mean, you know what I feel like. I feel like it's a lot to ask of them to go on the cruise. Yeah, but it basically it went down like this. So I didn't say, "Hey, I want to go on a cruise. You have to come." It was more like I'm treating myself to a cruise for my fiftieth birthday, and I'm going to give you all the information. I'd love for you to come if you want to. Um, but then that's a big expense for yeah. for my family, for all of them to do. And they've most of them haven't been on a cruise. And so it's a big deal for them. And I don't want them to have to, to, to save up all this money for that. And then on top of that, pay, you know, $600 to yeah. me because I want. Because they may say, like, screw it. I don't want to go to that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Was there more room for me? That's true. That's true. Y'all can watch the kid on the boat. Uh, I'm just kidding. If y'all are listening to this, I want everyone to go. <coughs> anyway. Anyway. What did you, you do this week? Um, I had a very good week. Uh, it was uh, a, a busier weekend than I normally have. I like, I like a nice calm weekend after a busy day, a busy, busy week of work. I try to relax, um, but there's a lot going on. My uh, friend Melissa, her daughter was turning six, so I was invited to her birthday party, which was at a place called Urban Air. Uh, which is one of those indoor trampoline, jungle gym, hundreds of kids running around screaming, hopped up on sugar things. Um, hmm. Urban air sounds like a New York themed <laughs> indoor amusement park that you don't want to go to. <laughs> now, well, I mean, it was nice to. It smells. It's a faint scent of urine. Yeah. Um, it was. It was, it was nice to go to the birthday party and see uh, see the, the the kid have fun and. Um, she had all her school friends there, and so they had this long banquet table, and they were sitting and eating pizza and eating cake and having little kid conversations, which was crazy just to eavesdrop. Because all the pa- they were all the parents of the kids who go to school, so it's not like all the parents were friends. So they were just standing around, like, smiling like it was a school event, and all the kids were chit-chatting. And just hearing them have tiny little conversations was cracking me up. Um, uh, what's it called? That video game, Minecraft? Many discussions over Minecraft. I learned what an LOL doll is. Um, It's sort of like, you remember the Bratz dolls? Mm -hmm. It's sort of like that, but it's an LOL doll. Um, Do do they laugh out loud? I don't don't think so. Is that where they come from? I have no idea. There's LOL dolls and there's OMG dolls. And I I don't know. I don't know. I was standing in the aisle at this Target. This sounds like a like a like a Mean Girls kind of thing. Like the LOL dolls are like to laugh at the Oh my oh, God dogs and they're O O N G. They're probably they're rival ugly. gangs. Um, but I'm standing in the aisle at Target, real like looking at all this whole aisle of LOL dolls and OMG dolls and brat dolls and all these different. Oh, were they dolls. on different sides of the aisle? They were, yeah. Mm. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, I messaged my friend and I was like, listen. Which one am I supposed to get? And she was like, oh, well, she likes Bonbon, but Bonbon's hard to find. So if you can, you know, I don't think you'll be able to find Bonbon. But they have, like, big dolls, and then they have baby versions of the dolls. Then they have baby doll versions of the baby dolls. And they have, like, the LOL 
surprise packages where you open up and you don't know which one you're going to get. So I grabbed one that looked cool because it had lights and sounds. And I felt like, you know, when you're a kid and you collect action figures or something and your aunts and uncles come for Christmas or your birthday and they're like, oh, I know that you're into that He-Man stuff. So I got you a He-Man action figure and it makes sounds and everything. And it's not the action figure you want. It's not the ones you collect. Mm. It's not the specific ones that you want to fight with. And it's just like, ugh old people you tried that's how i felt i was like this has lights and sounds she'll like this and i was like she probably unwrapped it was like what is this shit <laughs> and she's like that's from your uncle jeremy be nice and she's like this is this isn't even what i collect so i told her i was like i got it from target if you need to take it back i have no idea what it is or what it does but it looks cool so I did that. Was it an LOL doll or an OMG doll? It, it said LOL on it. was like it. a faux MG doll? No, no, no. I, one thing I refused <laughs> to do was get an off-brand or generic version. I've been down that road with with uh, with people who've got It was Vegas. the handy pantry version <laughs> of the OMG doll. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I felt so old standing in that, uh, that aisle. Um, so to uh, help with the anxiety these dolls were cl- causing, I went two line, lanes over and... Uh, bought a lego set and then i felt good <laughs> i was like god i wish she was into lego one present for you one yeah. present i for thought me. about buying her a lego set and getting her into it but i was like no, the last thing a kid wants is an adult to be like these are educational toys you should really like they don't want that shit well lego's not educational so there's a legend i mean yeah it's you know it teaches you how to build things and uh creativity Better than a stupid LOL doll that just bounces around. I don't know anything about LOL dolls. They may they may teach you how to dress. They may I teach hope you not. how to be a mean girl. I hope not, because I saw some of the outfits on these LOL dolls and I was not LOLing. I just want to I just want to say when you talk about standing in an aisle and feeling old because of whatever, you should feel old for what you just said. I don't care. I don't get it. They don't make sense to me. You're, but whatever. I know I'm the same way. I'm just like uh like I don't have kids, but I'm like the mom on uh Modern Family. Like when when Haley comes down the stairs and she's like, uh, go right back upstairs and put something on. I mean, there's one of them. She had a balloon there of the LO one of the main LOL dolls, and she's wearing like this cow print leotard that like is a little too high up and a little I, these these dolls aren't supposed to have cleavagey type stuff, and she's got like cleavage. It's just inappropriate. My daughter would not wear something like that. Take that balloon down. <laughs> she would have that outfit in her backpack. <laughs> she would change into it when she got to school. Uh, anyway, and we'll talk about this later if, about one of the if things. If your we daughter watched, is anything like her father, but it's it's absolutely. <laughs> um, I learned this weekend through hanging out and with what we watched. I don't need kids. <laughs> I'll go to, to, to birthday parties for my nieces and nephews and friends, but I don't need kids on my own. This reality TV show that I watched uh, was very fascinating um, because there was this compatibility test and they blindfolded them. And then they would say, you know, something like, want to have kids. And then if you want to have kids, you hold up a green handkerchief. And if you didn't, you'd hold up the red one. And it's just interesting to see, like, the age differences and what different people thought. And yeah. um and that what was there a point at which you like an age that you hit where you were like I don't want kids or have you always not wanted oh, kids? Oh, I never wanted kids. 
Um, I, I, I admit that I am a very selfish person in my life. I like to be able to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And I don't want anyone eating my snacks or playing with my toys. So I don't want kids. I don't want pets. And I'll uh, take it or leave it with a partner, depending on how needy they are. But I'm trying to <laughs> fix that. <laughs> my mom was like, you know, this is my not wanting to have kids stems from this. And that is, uh, my mom was fantastic as a mom. And we loved ice cream. And whenever there was only like one or two scoops of ice cream in the freezer, she would give it to me and say, you can have the last of it. And I thought, I'm never having kids. If this is what being a parent means, I'm eating the ice cream. I don't want kids. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If you're a selfish person, and I don't mean selfish in a negative way, but if you're like, that's my ice cream, I'm going to eat it. Don't have kids. <laughs> right. Well, then I, and then I met Dylan and I was like, all right, you can have the ice cream. He's your husband, not your kid. <laughs> I know, but if he wants the ice cream, he can have it. That's that's how. So you feel like you, your heart would change if I you think, had a kid. I think when you love somebody, you you know you're less selfish. Yeah, <laughs> you just don't love anybody right now. <laughs> Certainly not right now. <laughs> so anything else? Anything else um, you want to talk about that you did? I mean, I went on a date. Ooh. Went well, so that was nice. Shout out to Santiago's Bodega. Not because they gave us anything for free, but the food was delicious. It always is. And our waitress was, was it a, dinner a delight. Date? Yes. We went to dinner and then uh, went to Savoy for drinks afterwards. And I realized two things. First, Savoy is packed on Saturdays, and I don't care for crowds. And secondly, I should. I don't go out very often. I didn't know a single person there until I was leaving um, Brandon was at the front of it, oh. and I was like, someone I know, and he's like, hey, you came out, because I never come out, and I said, yeah, I'm heading out now, I gotta be up early in the morning to go fishing, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I uh, had a good time, it was, uh, it was lovely, it was very lovely, very grown-up adult date, very nice, somebody very close to my age, so, was somebody nice we know, um, no, I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Probably not, though. Um, <laughs> I like watching that whole conversation happen in your head. <laughs> well, I stopped and I was like, probably not. And then I was like, well, I mean, he's kind of in the community. But I was like, oh, no, he actually lives in a different state and he has a home here. So he comes here occasionally. So it's just a mm, sing, latch on to that one. Seeing how things go. Um, but it was we had a very lovely time, had uh, some wonderful adult conversation. I told him about my Lego obsession, and he was not scared away by that. So that's a big plus in my book. And then he jumped in his Lego-made car <laughs> and drove to his Lego-made house. And we lived Legoly ever after. Um, but it was good. It was good. Um, well, that's exciting. What about you? How was your week? It's good. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Based on... <laughs> All right. Like Moving along? Now, so based on our conversation last week, I decided to to take some action in my life yes. and and get prepared for the shows of 2024. 2024. And so I said to Jen, I was like, Jen, there are two shows that I have to watch the first season of House of Dragons mm -hmm. and For the Love of Dilfs. Which okay. you had the opportunity to watch maybe one of the best first seasons of a critically acclaimed drama on probably the most prestigious network of all television. 
or <laughs> a reality show <laughs> on an online website about old men trying to bed younger himbos. Which one did you choose? <laughs> well, first of all, you've clearly never seen the latter. Um, I'll tell you what I chose. Yeah, I, I said to Jen, which of these do you want to watch? Because I was here in Orlando. I've I've spent yeah. I've spent way more time in Orlando than in St. Pete recently, and but I know that that is coming to an end, and I'm going to be able to split my time again, and I'm very excited about that. So I said, which which do you want to watch, and which do you want me to watch with with Dylan? Yeah, and she said, I want to watch. I would rather watch House of Dragons. You can watch the Dilf <laughs> show with Dylan. And I said, okay. So we put it on house of dragons yeah and five minutes into it i said didn't uh didn't the chicago series start up again this week <laughs> and so we jumped away from it and watched something else i got five minutes in and i'm just kind of like you know here's the thing it was after nine o'clock mm-hmm. and i just wasn't interested in 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 this whole time jump between things and trying yeah. to like now i got to remember these nonsensical names and places i was like you know what just give me my tilts. <laughs> so I said, no, I don't want to do that. So then I go, so then I go to St. Pete and I tell Dylan that I need to, I, like, I have to watch this show. Now I don't have to watch it all today or tomorrow. I just, I need to watch it before the next season starts. So let's start watching it. So we started watching for the love of Dilfs, which is on out TV, mm-hmm. um, which houses one of our favorites, so fierce, which is why we have the subscription to it. And I said, well, let's let's watch this. So we're like, we're going to watch one episode and we're going to see how it goes. Now, I just want to tell you that much like. Well, much like other shows that we've watched on this network, mm-hmm. it was it was it was sort of like tragically delicious at first. I mean, it's hosted by Stormy Daniels. Yes. And remind people who she is. Stormy Daniels is the adult film star that um, is at the center of the Trump um, um, campaign finance trial yeah. madness where she wrote him a check. And she makes quite a, a lot of jokes about it. She, she talks about it from time to time. She'll, somebody will talk about a mistake they made, and she will say, well, at least your mistake wasn't orange. <laughs> so it was pretty funny. But it's like, it's just... The premise of it is a little much. Like, you know, like, um, like I'll compare it to Love Island because they're very similar, kind of. So, you know, they, you've got like this voiceover, and the voiceover is supposed to be the comic relief and funny of it. If you've never watched Love Island, that voiceover on Love Island mm-hmm. is hilarious and it's great. Have you watched The Circle before? Yes. Is it like her voiceovers? Yes. Because I love her. Yeah. She's hilarious. It's a lot like that. Who okay. does those? Oh, it's not Nicole. No, it's no. um her name escapes me right now, but she's a stand-up comedian. She has a, a special on Netflix that's hilarious. And her name, I was um, I was unprepared for this question. <laughs> <laughs> so, but on this show, the voiceover is done by Dr. Dilf. Jesus. <laughs> yes. I'm going to need more wine. <laughs> I know, I should have should got a whole bottle for this one. So, Dr. Dilf is the host and he's got this like weird relationship with Stormy Daniels where they like they're like either doing it or they want to be or they're not. And really so, quick, do we? Is it like a, a thing where like we find out who Doctor Dilf is, or he's always in the shadows? He's always just the voiceover. It's like Charlie from Charlie's Angels. Is, is it, it Trump? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh God, no, it's so bad. <laughs> it's just so bad, like the whole setup of it all. Um, and so he's running this experiment to see if you take like six dilfs and six. Now, really quick, if anyone is listening who doesn't know what a dilf is, oh yeah, do you yeah, want to go ahead? Oh, dilf stands it's like for a daddy. Dad, I'd like to fuck. <gasps> Sorry, ma. Um, and you have milfs, which are moms. I'd like to fuck. I thought it was like dads. I like comma fine. Sure, yeah. <laughs> dads, I like fudging forever. Forever. Oh, there we go. That's sweet. Dads, I lick uh, forever. So you take you take six dilfs. And then you take six himbos. Ah, male bimbos. Yeah. Um, but they're much, as they describe, they're much more than, than bimbos. I'm more than a himbo. Yeah. And so, and then they, you put them in a house and then you give them challenges and they go on dates and see if they can find love. And that's the whole point is for them to find love. Is that the point? <laughs> so um, it is fascinating. And I, I mean, at, it's a show. It's a dating show, right? And when you first look at somebody, like your impression of them is the way that they look. That's it. So when they were brought out, the daddies, mm-hmm. air quotes there for those who don't have a membership and see the video. When they brought the daddies, I was like, but I thought daddies are supposed to be hot. Although people say that Pedro Pascal's a daddy, and I don't, I don't know. Oh, I don't find don't him hot. Careful, Richard. You be careful what you say about my Pedro. <laughs> He's hilarious. I love him. He's in one of the funniest SNL skits ever. And that's when he comes in. He's in that hospital bed. The, co- the coma? He's like, I like oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe you don't like Pedro Pascal. I, I, I lost so much weight. Yeah, man. Um, I love him and I think he's hot. I love him. Yeah, I, love I just everything about. I think him. he's. I think he's fantastic. I think I, everything about him. I'm like, I'm just not attracted to. Not him. your dilf. Yeah, he's not. I'm not in. I'm not. I if if this show existed, in in like, and I wasn't with Dylan, I might meet him in this show, and I might be the the dilf, and he might be the himbo, and that's how we would meet. Um, but it so. But at the end of every episode, you know how out, out TV shows like to do this like thing at the end of everything, and you know like um. Um, I forget what so fierce this was, uh, but the the go go boy one. It's like get your junk, oh, put it in your lines. trunk, yeah, and go go. All right, don't go go, just go. And so on this one, she at the end of every episode, Stormy Daniels is like, I'm gonna have to call, uh, I'm gonna call Doctor Dilf and tell him what happened. And then she'll be talking, and it's so clear that no one's on the other end of the phone, but she'll say something. And a very, very well acted. She'll say something. And then through the phone, you'll hear. And then she'll reply. And then. You'll never believe this. Oh, it's so crazy. And then she'll say, okay, well, I can't wait to see what happens tomorrow. Send nudes. And then exit. And I'm they like, should have oh. got Howie Mandel to host because he did they that did on get... Deal No Deal or No Deal, where he would talk to the person who wasn't. Oh back. yeah, he was very good at the pantomiming. I thought you thought I thought maybe they did get him, and he was doing the voice of Bobby uh. <laughs> on the other end of the phone. <laughs> Bobby is Doctor Dilf, all grown up. Uh. So anyway, it's it's like um like the first challenge is that they have to they 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 have all the Dilfs underwear out, and the the himbos have to pick a Dilf to go on a date with based on what underwear they wear. And then they they then they form relationships out of that. Now I do want to say this, right? I <laughs> sadly 
I fucking loved the show. Oh, no. We watched one episode, and we were like, I guess, you know, it's it's still early. We can watch one more. We watch, As soon as that second one was over, it was planning our day around, okay, we can go to lunch. We're going to come back, and we're going to watch the rest of it. And then I was supposed to come back to Orlando last night at, like, Jen, Jen and I were supposed to go to Disney, and I was going to leave at, like, 11 in the afternoon. I didn't leave until 7 o'clock at night. We finished the season. And I'm. I How am, many episodes is it? I think there's eight. Oh. And they're like 45 minutes. Mm. But it is. I mean, there's a there's a guy on it who is such. It's so hard to watch him because he's such a dick. He's a good looking guy, but he is such a dick. And um, but when you get to that final thing, and so at the final thing, there's two couples, and a couple who's going to win is and this is a lot like um there's some other show I watched that was like this I don't know if it's Love Island I th- it's something where at the end of it the people who found love are going to get $10,000 voted on by the other people they're going to vote who's going to who who made the strongest connection and who they think stands a chance and that's the winner of the game of it uh but they're in that last scene Stormy Daniels which is fun to say. She asked each of the four finalists to write their dates or their partners a love letter. And one guy's love letter, I swear, chills. It was so intense. It was this confession of this horrible life. It was a story of his mother dying when he was six years old or four years old and and how how his life has been shaped by that and then meeting this other person, how that has changed him in a way. I mean, everyone was crying and the lights were dim in the house and it was late at night until it's like, are you crying? And I was like, no, I just got something in my eye. And he's like, right. I'm like, for the love of Dilfs made us cry. in the last episode, it is so for those who have paid for the membership, I can see the video. (laughs) (laughs) Let's all roll our eyes together. You know, you you want you might be surprised. You might actually like it. And then there's some like really ridiculous outfits and some like ridiculous relationship. I mean it's it's as ridiculous as any dating show, but I was very surprised at how meaningful parts of it could be. So I'm excited about the next season. Are you? Yeah. I bet it's going to be a fantastic show and I can't wait oh my God. to get that login from you so I can watch it. <laughs> Did you did you watch the SNL this last week? I watched a, I, I watched just clips of it. Did you watch the clip of the dating show? No. Oh my god, it's so funny. So it's a dating show for guys that are five foot five and under, right? So it's sort of like this bachelorette kind of a show. And so there's like the girl with the you know the pretty blonde hair, and she's got the roses, and it's the finals, and it's down to four people, and it's Boeing Yang. Um, I think two, oh, um, the girl that, that did the comedy show with Colin Jost on tour. Um, oh, yeah. The non-binary yeah. person that's in it. Um, they were dressed up like um, like, a, like a dude with a mustache and were all short. And they were the funny guy in the whole situation. And then the really cute Cuban guy. Yeah. Um, and then there was somebody else, too. I think there were, I think there were four. There may have been three. So anyway, they're like, you know... You know, ask your final questions and see if you like these people and who are you going to pick and all the stuff. And they said, well, in a twist, we, um, you know, you can pick one of these three people that you spent all this time with, or you can go with this bachelor. And then Jacob, Jason, uh, Jacob, Alori, Jacob, Alori walks out <laughs> and she just goes, 
Yeah, I'll take him. But he came out like grabbing his junk and he walked yeah. out like all douchey. And she's like, yeah, I'll take him. And the guy's like, well, do you want to ask him any questions? She's like, no, I'll take him. And so they make her ask questions. And every time he said something, she's like, ah, that's so funny. <laughs> and then, and then he they, is very tall. Yeah. It, uh, hilarious. But yeah. So it was, it was its typical dating show kind of a thing. This DILF show, but I'm, in, I'm into it. So that was, so I did that. Um, I also saw the color purple. Have you seen that? I have not. Have you seen the movie, the original? The ori- yes, I love the original. Do you remember the original? Yeah, it's one of those movies that I watch every couple of years. Okay, it's a so, fantastic movie. So before, so did, um, Danny Glover mm-hmm. played the guy that sh- that married her, that That's married right. Celie. Yeah, yeah. Um, before she went to him, did she have any children? Okay. Well, she has she had two children via her father. Mm, I don't in recall this musical that musical before that. Yeah, and then when okay, Suge Suge Avery, mm-hmm. right? When Suge Avery comes to to town and they have their little their little tryst, and Suge Avery leaves. Suge Avery doesn't come back, does she? No. Um, I know that because in the book, there's a subplot of kind of a lesbian subplot in mm-hmm. there that is not in the first movie. Like all the. Well, they, I mean, Shug Avery and Whoopi Goldberg have sex in the first one. No. In the first movie. Yeah. No. 100%. No. 100%. I don't recall a, that. They, well, they make out. They kiss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah right. There's no and sex. The, but then they, the, the, I think, and then the next. No. Then they have they spend the night no, together. No, one of the biggest one of the biggest cons- issues with the movie when it first came out is LGBTQ organizations um, were upset that they got rid of the whole gay subplot. Oh well, I just thought it was implied. I thought it was there. So, okay. So how does the how does the first movie end? Um, the her sister and her kids. Oh, she does have two kids. They're sent to Africa. They're not in the movie. And they come back um, at the end of the movie. She brings them, uh, and you find out that Mister is it paid to have them brought over. And Whoopi Goldberg meets. That's in the first movie. Yes, I must have stopped watching it at some point. I might, as soon as she kissed Suge Avery, I must have, I must have stopped watching the the movie because I was thinking like I was like this is so completely different. Does she like does does she? I don't want to give too much of it away, but like does she? Come into her own, yeah. All right, you're talking about the Whoopi Goldberg, yeah, yeah, yeah Seely, yeah. She the the dinner scene. You don't remember the dinner scene? No. Oh, the dinner scene's like the best scene ever. She pulls the knife on him. Oh yeah 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 yeah. 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 Oh the dinner scene. Oh okay. So so her friend Sophie Whoopi Goldberg's character. Yeah. Does Whoopi Goldberg's character go to jail? No. Okay. So there are some major differences. I, as I understand, I also believe I didn't see this when you saw it. They also do a lot more singing. <laughs> <laughs> That's not in the original. So I was like, I there's I, a few songs. I wanted to see this in the theaters because yeah. of the singing, um, but I don't. I mean, I don't. It was less of a musical to me than I had expected. Oh, it really? It was more of a. I mean, there was definitely a lot of singing, but I just probably just kind of glossed over it because it wasn't exceptional I, I mean i thought fantasia was gonna just blow the house down but it wasn't that kind of a thing for me anyway and it may just be that the theater wasn't playing it loud enough went to this theater mm. i don't think i'll go back there <laughs> but um where'd um, you watch it at 
It's at a, at a place. I don't want to trash it. Oh, it's okay. A, it was at a theater in. It's in not like a national a name brand national brand. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I, I guess so. It was a. Oh, okay. No, no, no oh, okay. You, you can move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So I'm not, I'm not trying to force you to say the name. Yeah, of the I don't want to. I don't want to trash them. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't want. To, I don't want the uh, the fans of the theater to come trash us in our comments. Right, and it may, and it's more about the employees. I think, like when we went to go get the things, so I'm used to like you buy tickets on Fandango, you get your little scanner and they scan it. So I just take my phone and my large popcorn and everything up to this guy, and he's just staring at me, and he's like, "Your ticket?" And I was like, "Well, I, I, I was like, oh, it's on here." And he goes, "You need to go to the box office and get a ticket." And then yeah. I come back, I go to the thing, and you have to print your tickets out, and then you come back to him, and he's just kind of staring at me, and I was like, <laughs> it's weird. Um, I can't hear anyone talk about Fandango um, and not think of, there's this thing on YouTube, or on TikTok, um, of clips from this British show, and I can't remember the name of the show, but um, there's a character called Clem Fandango, <laughs> and he is such an idiot. And it drives this one guy crazy. And it's this series of clips. You need to watch it. And uh, they, he works. He's in a, a, a recording booth. And he's recording commercials and stuff. And he's talking to the main guy. And then Clem Fandango is this, like, new guy they brought in. So every time he has a note, he hits the thing. goes, um, hey, this is Clem Fandango. And he goes, yes, I know who you are, Clem Fandango. He goes, um, I just need you to. And then he takes his finger off the button. And he'll, like, talk with his hands. But he can't hear him. It drives the guy nuts, and every time I hear Fandango, I think of that, and it cracks me up. That sounds like um, us trying to record this podcast. Yes. <laughs> Just hit the button. Um, no, so, but yeah, I do want to see it. I'm- it's it's worth a while. It's really, it's actually really good. Now, the, the girl that plays Sophie um, is from, I mean, she's an award-winning actress. I forget what else she was in except for Orange is the New Black. She played Tasty in Orange is the New Black. Yes. She is phenomenal. Daniel Brooks. She is amazing in this, and, and so is Fantasia. Fant- mm-hmm. She does a really good job. And then the, the lady from Empire, uh, uh, who was in a show called Tragic Person of Hunt. Interest. Yes. I loved Person of Interest, by the way. Is a cop show, uh, and she was in that. Um, they were really good, and uh, Coleman Domingo is yes, is he plays Mister. Yeah, I mean it's it's weird to like see him in a movie and you like him in a movie and then you see this character who is mm-hmm. one of the worst people on in a, in yeah, a show I ever. I hear that it's because I haven't seen the musical, but I hear because like the Danny Glover one in the mo- when he plays Mister, um, he kind of has this this um, arc at the end where he has some rede- redemption. Because he's the one who brings um, Celie's sister and her kids over, I hear he does not have that redemption in this one. But then again, I was just—it was just with people chatting on Twitter, comma X X Twitter. If somebody said that he doesn't have redemption in this, they are um, lying. Maybe it was the other way around, and he had more redemption in this. I don't remember. It was he on must Twitter. have had, he must have had more. Also, I'd been drinking while I was on Twitter, so maybe they said he had more <laughs> redemption than Danny Glover. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, um, but I am surprised um, that it didn't get more. Yeah, it's recognition. On, it's got um, it's on video on demand now, um, so I might just I, I prefer to watch things at home now. I'm just people's etiquette in theaters have just rubbed me the wrong way, and it re, it needs to take like a movie that I'm like I need to see this to go to a theater now. This is a good movie to go see in a theater because people's reactions to what's happening were hilarious. Yeah. And and the mm-hmm and the you know, especially the dinner scene. 
Yeah. You know, people reacting to that was, was cracking me up. It was really, uh, it was entertaining. But yes, um, Oscar, if you're listening to this Monday night when we release it, um, Oscar nominations we are think. tomorrow. <laughs> um, so um, it's right now. It, it's, it's Oscar nominations haven't come out yet? No, they start. They come out tomorrow morning. What did Pete? Pete posted something about being nominated. Uh, maybe for... the Annie Awards? Annie Awards or animation-focused uh, awards? Uh, Oscar nominations come out tomorrow at 8.30 Eastern I time. I thought for sure that was a... No. Now, it's, I'm sure Pete is shortlisted for animated short, but the nominations will not be out until 8, uh, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time tomorrow morning. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to look that up. Um, you watched that, right? That's such yeah. a good show. Um, so, yeah. So, that's going to be coming out. Um, Color Purple, Daniel Brooks is expected to get a Best Supporting Actress nomination, and it'll probably pick up Best Costumes or... Um, best score, something along uh, one of the below the line uh, nominations, but um, it's a, yeah, it's not favored to get a lot of the oh, okay. big ones. So this is what I was looking at. This is just a list of all of them, and there yeah, there's the things on- that you can vote on. So it, and 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 what Pete's talking about is how it's coming to an end. And what we're talking about is um, somebody that I know um, that owned that lived in Orlando uh, has made a animated short film that is incredible and looks to get be getting some sort of oscar buzz ish yeah it's uh, there's some of a lot of the below the line categories um a few weeks before the oscars or the academy will release short lists so it's a list of 10 movies and the five nominees are going to be pulled from that list of 10 and pete is on one of the short lists um and uh is expected to get a nomination tomorrow. So knock on wood. Yeah, rooting it's a for, great. It's a great film. for you, Pete. We sure are. Um, so yeah, yeah, fantastic. I I do want to see that. I do have sitting in my queue for tonight. I am going to be watching a musical of a different kind. Excuse me. I have uh, all queued up. Dicks the musical. Oh really? Yeah. So I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna make some baked spaghetti squash, and me and Chris are gonna sit down. And my brother went and saw it in the theaters with uh, with his girlfriend uh, at the time and came back and said, this is by far the dumbest, weirdest movie I've ever seen in my life. And I said, you sold me, sir. I am going to see this. So we're going to watch that tonight. Should I watch it? Should yes. we talk about it next week? Oh, my God, you should. Okay. Tune in next week as we talk about We'll Dicks. finally talk about Dicks. And, and we'll talk about Dicks the musical, not, not Dicks, just naked boys comma, Dicks the musical. Dicks and Musicals. That should be the name of our new podcast. <laughs> Dicks and Musicals. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And then obviously I'm an Oscar nerd, so I will be in uh, be in here bright and early tomorrow. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. I want to know what gets nominated. I hope that it's a little more LGBTQ than, say, the Emmys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and so I wanna um, I wanna watch everything. Except poor people. Poor <laughs> things. Poor things. Oh. <laughs> I want to see everything except poor people. <laughs> yeah. Somebody somebody <laughs> who thought this show was white privileged before. Um, poor things. Speaking of which, I we went and saw that movie. And it's one of those movies that's weird as fuck. But as the longer it goes on, the more it, it's one of those movies that sits with you. And I keep thinking about it. I was like, I think I need to re-see it. I need to see it again. Um, it's weird, but there's a lot of things in it that just, I mean, there's a, there's a pig with a duck's head or a cat with a duck's head or a dog with a duck's head, something with a duck's head. 
Um, it's just so weird and so out there, and it's just so quirky. If I can watch Stormy Daniels cry in Dilf Mansion, which is what they call it, God. then then I can probably if watch If you can survive Dilf things. Mansion, you can definitely survive poor things. <laughs> I would wear a shirt that said, I survived Dilf Mansion. <laughs> Oh my God! Maybe that'll come to our new TikTok shop. <laughs> can we? We probably couldn't. Can we do that? Why couldn't we? I don't know. Do you think Dilf Mansion is trademarked? Come at me, Stormy. <laughs> um. Well, I, if, if I don't know her, but after watching all these shows with her in it, I I, I feel like she would say that's not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> Uh, for those who want to know how her acting is on House of Dilf, she has a very extensive filmography out there. <laughs> you can watch and see what uh, how her acting skill is. Good for her. You know, there is a contestant on money, there. Yeah. There's a contestant on the show who is a, a sex worker and is, a, a, you know, a, a proud sex worker. And I think that that kind of um, uh, TV time to someone who does sex work and is very happy and proud of it is amazing and i loved it and i thought you know good in in stormy daniels too good for y'all yeah get your money however you need to get it what do the kids say get your bags get your bag did i do that right it's not plural it's get your bag uh get your bag well what if you're so good at it and you're banking and you need more get a bigger bag you only got one oh it can be as big as you want but you only get one i don't know i don't i can't carry around that kind of baggage (laughs) Can you fit? What do they call like e coins? What is that? Bitcoin? Can you fit Bitcoin in the bag? Do we want to move on to <laughs> to the Emmys? Did we just lose? <laughs> we just lost five listeners. I don't want to talk about your bag anymore. <laughs> <laughs> your bag is stupid. All right, let's talk about the Emmys because they were on last Monday and we they had were. the privilege of of watching that. Yes. So, um, for those who are regular Emmy watchers, you're probably thinking. Why the hell was I watching the Emmys in January? They're never in January. That's You're right. They're always in September. Um, however, because of the writers and actors' strike, um, they had no writers to write the show, and they had no actors who were going to show up, so they postponed it. That didn't stop the Golden Globes. <laughs> that is true. Um, so they were bumped to January, um, which just made it feel weird because they were like a week after the Golden Globes, um, and there were so many... So many people who won the Golden Globes also won the Emmys. But they also won like the two award shows that were in between the Emmys and the Golden Globes, right? So there's a lot of repetitiveness that normally doesn't happen. The Emmys usually happen. It's also why you saw a lot of um, shows that were nominated at the Golden Globes that were not here. So like the new season of Fargo with John Hamm and uh, Juno Temple, that'll be up for next year. It's also why you saw older shows like House of Dragons, which has been out for a year and a half. Um, we're up for the Emmys this year. Wasn't John Hamm up for an Emmy this year? He was for guest acting in something. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but he was he was up for Golden Globe for Fargo because Fargo fell in the window for the Globes, but not for this year's Emmys. Okay. Um, so it was hosted by um, um, Anthony Anderson uh, from Blackish. And I thought he did a great job. I this is like I think the second or third time he's hosted. He's hosted before, and he's always fantastic. You know what I didn't realize though was that there was a scandal, a, a controversy with him. Really? Like I, I was I just I, didn't I was just that. reading something, and it said you know that when they announced that he was doing it, that all of these um, alleged sexual assault allegations 
um, had come up and created a controversy around him doing it. Oh, but that I hadn't heard that. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what I read. My apologies if I'm wrong, because you know you don't want to make up that kind of yeah. shit. Yeah, but um, but I'm pretty sure that I read that. Yeah, it was in the Variety, um, Variety.com mm. uh, synopsis of the of the Emmys. But anyway, I thought uh, that. Um, that he was, I thought he was really good, except for one bit. Was it the American Horror Story bit? No, the it was. Leather. Oh my god, that's a that was a lot. Yeah, I think that did they rehearse that bit? Do you think that they tried the costume on before the show? I mean, I hope so. I mean, I think this is just what I think. Now, again, I'm a prude from time to time, and that's fine. Um, everybody's got the things that they like. But on certain shows, I think if you're going to win some, wear something that's skin tight, you should probably wear like a cod piece or something. Yes, he definitely was not showing. wearing one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, no, the bit that was like that 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 made me super uncomfortable was the one with his mom. Oh, where she was like now a, a while into it, like the idea of it is hilarious. And if they had stopped at the idea of it, I don't know if you haven't watched it. What he said is that instead of having people get played off if their speeches are going too long, what will happen is that his mama will stand up and she'll yeah. say, hey, baby, you need to wrap it up. It's time to go. And then I thought that that's all it was going to be. But 100%, that's what they did. And so somebody got up to win an award, and she was talking, and it went on too long. And she stood up, waving a sign, saying, you got to let it go, baby. You yeah. just got to gotta end it. I, I am curious, because the, the she did it three or four times. Yeah. And each one was in a comedy-themed category. I'm wondering if they beforehand planned those bits out. Because like when um, Stephen Yoon got up when he won for beef, and he was giving this emotional speech, and it was going on, I was like, Lady, do not stand up and start waving your sign because he's talking about some real heavy shit right now. And but like she did it with Jennifer Coolidge, which was the first award of the night. Um, she did it with John uh, uh, John uh, Oliver, who he, asked him asked her to do right. it. Um, but no, there was the, the first one was um, was uh, not Jennifer Coolidge. It was a it was a like a, a blonde woman who won something for writing or something. I don't remember. When, what the it was. first one was Jennifer Coolidge was the first award they gave out. And she told, and she stood and up and she told her, you know? was like waving the sign and everything. I'm hoping because the first thing I thought was, this is so tacky. If Jennifer Coolidge isn't in on this bit, I don't think that they were. And I think that I mean everything I read about it was that it just kept getting cringier and cringier. It was awful. Or as a kid would say, it was just cringe. I didn't know if I should write it was cringe or it was cringy. But based on our conversation about sus. Mm. I'll tell you what, this conversation's getting cringe. <laughs> so awesome, I thought... Um, Are you trying to yuck my yum? Is that what's happening? Oh, no, I, that, that's, that's a good one. I like that one. Um, it opened with Christina Applegate coming out to present an award. And she obviously, she's had some health issues. She came out with, a, a, she was diagnosed with... Um, MS? Is it MS? I think it was MS. And she came out, and she looked amazing. She had someone helping out. Anthony uh, Anderson came over and helped her to the podium. And um, I loved her, just her her just catty wit. And, like, they were standing up, and they, like, she's like, you know, 
Um, most people know me from Married with Children, and they applauded. And she's like, yeah, you don't have to applaud everything I was in. Yeah. <laughs> and then her first gig was she was a baby on Days of Our Lives. Mm-hmm. And they cut to it, and they're like, oh, and she's like, all right, everyone shut up. And I just – I loved how uh, – they should add her host it. I mean, I'm sure she would probably be tired halfway through, but I thought she was amazing, and I loved her and everything uh, she does. And uh, she was just fantastic. She's fantastic. Yeah. I thought she was great. I love her. I love the shows that she's in and the characters she plays. And I thought she was, she did great. I did not know that she was diagnosed with anything. So that was all a surprise to me. Um, But I think that, I think, you know, when you're, you know, I don't know. I could be making this up. But when you're like this beautiful actress and everybody sees you in a certain way, that to come out on stage um, as different than that image, I think is a brave thing to yeah. do. And well, so I appreciated of, that. The reason that she had come out initially and told everybody she had MS is because paparazzi had photographed her and she had put some weight on because of the disease mm. and said, Christina Applegate is eating her feelings and just dragged her in the, the, um, uh, in the, uh, tabloids. tabloids thank you. And uh, she finally, she came out and she goes, fuck you guys. I'm not getting fat. She goes, I am, but who cares? But I have MS, so how about you lay off? And they were like, oh, we're so sorry. Pigs. Yeah, assholes. Anyway, then Carol Burnett Let's call them hot out. dogs because they're pig assholes. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, that where, isn't that what hot dogs are made out of? Uh, Carol Burnett was there. The The show opened really strong. Yeah. A lot I of really awesome people. I loved the whole concept of paying homage to um, to old shows and having the reunions. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, throughout the whole thing, they had uh, cast members from old shows and had them come out on kind of makeshift um, um, sets from their shows. I thought it was really great. Um, so... How do you want to do this? Do you want to go through uh, and name your favorite moments? Do you want to talk about the awards? I don't know that. I mean, I guess we can. I don't know. Sure. We'll trade off comments until we get to a point where we don't have any more. And then you can talk about whatever you want to with them. Fantastic. Because I know they're your thing. I just wrote that. I love Niecy Nash. I love her. I love that she won. She won for supporting actress in a limited series. Can I read my favorite quote from her speech? (laughs) I wrote it down because I was like, she's like, you know who I want to thank? I want to thank me for believing in me and doing what they said I could not do. And I was like, you go. Right. You go, girl. Because people were probably like this. She can't do this role. Yeah. Because, well, I, I mean, I think most people know her originally from Reno 911. Right. And it's it's a very slapsticky, um, very Mel Brooks style comedy sitcom uh, um, show. And I, yeah, a lot of people who do that kind of uh, Mel Brooks style comedy, I don't think people think that they can be dramatic. And if I don't know if you watched, I know you watched, tried watching. I don't know if you finished it, the Jeffrey Dahmer miniseries that she's in. I only watched the first episode. It's too she's much. Amazing in it. She is there. I mean, her and um, Blonde Boy. I can't Peter... remember. Peter Peter Dinklage. No, that's no. Peter Evan Peters. Evan Peters. Peter. Evans. I love Evan Peters. Evan Peters. Both did amazing in it. And she, I was so happy she won. Um, The actresses in this year's Emmy were very diverse. There were um, white actresses, black actresses, an Asian actress. And then you flip it and you look at the the male side. And besides Steve, uh, Stephen Yoon from Beef, everyone else is a white man. And uh, it just, there's such a contradiction there, you know, that you're watching it. 
Um, and uh, you've got all this diversity on the, the actress side. And you have all these white men. And nothing against it. I mean, just like with the Golden Globes, uh, there were like three shows that dominated this. And, and two of those shows just happened to be very white shows. Uh, well, one of them happened to be um, diverse, but just in their female staff. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, and I will, I will you know, I'll, t- I'll talk about her real quick. I Io. Her. Yeah. A-O? I love her. Ayo. I love her. And she was in that movie Bottoms, and yes. she's great, and she's hilarious, and I think she's incredible. Um, you know, but I will, I guess this is the moment at which yeah. I will go Here on. Here is your soapbox. Here is your floor. Here is your microphone. You know what? I, I have a podcast. I, I work hard at it. <laughs> And I have a soapbox. I have a platform at which to say it. So I'm just going to say it, you know, say and it. I don't care who it offends. Um, say it from the diaphragm. <laughs> I will say it with as little cuss words as I can possibly do uh, because I was screaming at the TV. The bear is not a comedy. Mm. It is absurd. I'm going to get angry. It is absurd that people uh, are that it's allowed to win these awards in this category. It is a fantastic show. I've watched the first episode a couple of times, um, but I can't get into it now because now all I think is you don't deserve those those Emmys. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it makes me so angry because there are categories for a reason. And there are people who are who are incredible at their craft of comedy and they deserve the opportunity to win the awards for those categories. You know, it's like we've got the Wave Awards that are out right now. It's a Watermark Awards for Variety and Excellence, and it's a reader um, voted on award. Now, one of our, I think one of our awards is the favorite lawyer. If you voted for an accountant for your favorite lawyer, we're not going to give it to the accountant. Yeah. Because that's not what they that's do. Not it's the not category. the category. And I think that maybe the Emmys should maybe instill a little bit of um, – I don't know what the word is. Um, Integrity. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it is just so frustrating, and, and 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 especially, you know, you can mm. you can read what what you want to about it, or everybody has a different opinion. But I believe there was an article out that uh, I think Jen read it to me that the, a producer entered it as a comedy because they didn't think they could beat Succession, yeah. so they wanted it to win an award, so they put it in this. I mean, that's so lame. It's yeah. so lame that they would One allow that. One of the that. things, and it's it's partly the Emmy's fault because for so many years, and this was actually a legit rule up until I think like 2019, um, it didn't matter what the the context of the the show was. If you were a 30 minute quote unquote sitcom length show, you were entered into comedy. It didn't matter what the subject of your show was, and if you were a ni- an hour long series, you were entered into drama. In 2019, they overturned that because they realized that the line between comedy and drama in television was blurring and that it should be submitted based on um, the, 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 the content of the show. So the, the Emmys, uh, the Academy does uh, retain the right to move you from your uh, different category. They let the producers of the show submit or the studio submit what category they want to be put up for. And they reserve the right to move you if they disagree with it. There was a huge uh, uproar, and there has when the Golden Globes were nominated and, or uh, announced, and the the Emmys. There was a big uproar on Twitter and on over social media about that this is not a comedy. So I think that next year, especially now that su- Succession is has ended, I think we're going to see the Bear moved to drama category next year. Um, but yeah, they they swept the comedy categories. You know what's funny about that? That'll irritate the piss out of me too. 
You know, it'll just irritate because it'll it'll confirm that this year yeah. every award they got should have an asterisk next to it. And then tell me who should win because I love <laughs> Hannah Waddingham. And yeah, there were, I love there were, everything that she does. There were three shows specifically this year that had amazing seasons that um, would have had a much better shot. And one of these probably would have won. Uh, but Ted Lasso had its last season. Only Murders in the Building had their third season, which is criminally um, underloved by award shows because things keep popping up. They're like, this is an amazing show. But this one, it's their year. It's their year. Yeah. Um, and Jury Duty. Did you watch Jury yes. Duty? That was probably the best show of 2023, and I don't understand how it didn't win anything. If it was up against Succession, I would vote Jury Duty. I loved um, that that guy was at the, all the awards show, yeah. and that, you know, I, I was watching, uh, I don't know if you watched any of the red carpet with Laverne Cox, and um, she interviewed him, and he was just so so. It was incredible for him to be there, and yeah. she was talking to him about like who he was really excited to see because he's walking the red carpet with all these celebrities because he got a jury summons. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool. I really liked that show. Yeah, such a good show. And I then, saw the woman, the the one that kept falling asleep next to him. Oh yeah, she's on a commercial. Oh, now. is she? Yeah. Oh, good for her. Yeah, still working. Um, and then Abbott Elementary, which has just been yeah. Uh, in its, its second season, it's an amazing show. But what did, that, that Quinta won. Brunson oh, won she Best won. Actress. Um, but that, I love that show. I mean, The Bear overshadows a lot of really great legitimate comedies. Um, and hopefully it doesn't screw over people. Now, I will say, if looking at the list here, Wednesday. Did you watch Wednesday on Netflix? Are you enjoying the show? I just looked over. Caitlin was mid-yawn. I was like, are yeah. you enjoying the show? Wow. <laughs> We're not winning any comedy awards over here, are we? <laughs> we, need, we need to up our uh, our Gen Z game. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did not watch Wednesday. Wednesday, I don't think, is a comedy. Um, I think it's a fantasy action drama mm-hmm. with some comedy elements, but that's up in comedy. Yeah, I would like to address that thought where where because I, I posted on Facebook about this. That's where you go to change the world, yeah. right, is air your grievances on Facebook. And people were like, well, I mean, yeah, it's a drama, but it's it's pretty funny. I'm like, just because, and excuse me to Jeremy's mom and my mom, but just because you call somebody a motherfucker 15 times in one sentence doesn't make your show a comedy. No. Not a that fan. That Aston Martin agreed. <laughs> um, yeah, because, like, the White Lotus is up in drama series. That's funnier than the yes. bear. That is more of a comedy than the bear. Right. Like comedies can have serious moments. Like yeah. Ted Lasso, the last season and the last couple of episodes were very it emotional. Bo- yeah, it bordered on that it could have possibly right. been an either But category. it is a comedy because it is based in comedy. There is no <laughs> I mean, I I watched I went back and watched The Bear after the Emmys and I just it was irritating me so much and all I would do is every time somebody was like like, you know, the guy wouldn't go see his mother and the sister's like, we miss you. And he's like, yeah, whatever. And he walked away and I would looked at Jen and I said, that's hilarious. That's Riveting. the funniest thing I've seen in a long time. Like, and then like he goes outside and everybody beats him up because he's telling him to, to calm down. Like, that's funny. Sure. I mean, yes, the one guy was dressed as a carrot and that was kind of funny, but it doesn't make it a comedy. <sighs> Anyways, let's start. So now here's the rule. I won't talk about the bear again for the rest of the podcast. Fantastic. Uh, 
A couple other highlights that I thought were hilarious. Jennifer Coolidge, when she won for The White Lotus, she thanked all the evil gays. Yes. If you watch the second season of White Lotus, that is funny. If you haven't seen The White Lotus, she sounds a little homophobic. I love that. Um, But she's not. I'm just saying, watch The White Lotus. It'll make sense. I wanted her to win just because I want to hear her talk. Oh, God, I love her so much. Um, Pedro Pascal came out to give an award. And uh, I love this storyline that's carrying over from um, um, award show to award show. But if you watch the Golden Globes, he had his arm in a, a, a sling. And uh, Kiernan Culkin, when he won for succession at the Globes, he said, suck it, Pedro Pascal. So at the Emmys, when Pedro Pascal came out, um, he said, I know everybody's been wondering what happened to my arm. I just want to let you know, um, Kieran Culkin beat the shit out of me. And they cut to Kieran Culkin, who I don't think knew the joke was coming, and he was just caught off guard, uh, which was hilarious. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I said after the Golden Globes that I hope that they are friends, because if they weren't, what Kieran Culkin said was yes. rude. But it, clearly, yes. they are friends. They're actually, and- I found this out after the, the Emmys, um, they're working on a project together. Oh, okay. They're going to be in a movie together, so that's kind of exciting. And I don't know if it's because of what I think Succession is about. Um, but I look at Kieran Culkin and I think that he is the person that he plays. I don't know. It's an unfair judgment, yeah. but something about him just strikes me as like off. And yeah. it's probably cause I don't know him. So he comes across as like super cocky and getting this. Yeah. I don't know awards. why I haven't watched it yet, but I have not watched the last season of a succession, but I've watched the first three seasons and it's a really good show. It is a really, really Do good show. Do you like that? Everybody is talking about what happens at the end. Not Really, but also, shame on me for not. I mean, but this I mean, came out last it, year, so. But shouldn't you get a whole year? It it has. It's not that long ago. It it came, ended in like October or November, didn't it? No, it no no. I feel like it started up right after. Look at the last when the us. last when did the last season because the, the last, last episode of, of Succession January, air, and I feel like it started the Sunday after the Last of Us finished up. So it would have started in like February. I think. I don't know. I make up most of what I say. Yeah. So I could be wrong. But I thought it was, I mean, it's an amazing show. I'm not surprised that it's winning everything. Is so it when it May. finished up. Yeah. Finished in May. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, right. I mean, I've had. I mean, but if you haven't watched the show, that's a lot to go back and watch four seasons. Yeah. In a couple of months. Um, I love that they brought back Tina Fey and Amy Poehler for Weekend Update to uh, hand out an award. That was delightful. I wanted them to make more jokes, but I yeah. did enjoy that they were there. I would love it. Nothing against Andi- a- a- uh, Anthony Andrews. And- Anderson. Anthony Anderson. Good Anthony Lord, Edwards. Jeremy. No. no, Anthony Anderson. Yeah. Anthony Edwards is Goose That's from right. Top Gun. Um, <laughs> My bad. But I would love it if next year they hosted the Emmys from the Weekend Update desk the entire time. Oh, that'd be cute. That'd be hilarious. Um, but they gave out an award um, for Best Variety Special, which went to Elton John. And this surprised me because I thought he had already been in this exclusive club. But him winning an Emmy uh, officially made him, not in your eyes, but in the world's eyes, an official EGOT. Which you is know what I was going to say, Grammy, right? Oscar, and Tony. Yes. You don't believe it's a true EGOT unless they won it for the main award, the main acting and singing awards. No, unless they do something. Like, you can't. I don't know. You could, you could, he could get an EGOT if, if he did this show on a Broadway stage and they filmed it for television and a movie. Like you can't get to me. It can't just all be based on one thing. He was. It's it's because somebody did a television show of his final concert. So 
he was not performing a television show. He was doing a concert for people in a stadium, and because somebody taped it and put it on TV, he's got an EGOT. I don't know. That seems off to me. Like, you know, put him in a show. Um, I'm sure he could get a guest, like an Emmy for a guest spot or something. He's he's funny. He's talented. Or do a show. This sh- Like, you know, when... um. I don't know. I'm going to talk myself into in a circle and sounding like I like what I just think EGOTs should be like, like you get all those awards. It should be like totally legit. And I don't know. The verdict's out. I, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. I'm just saying the verdict's out. So if he guest spotted, that's an acceptable Emmy. Yeah. They give out Emmys for that. Don't yeah, they? For guest actor. Yeah. Yeah. So it has to be an acting Emmy. What? No, it just needs- what if he wrote, an episode of the bear. Anyway. 100%. It would be the funniest thing. I'm not supposed to talk about funniest. the bear anymore. Oh, that's right. Um, but I will say. What if it, he wrote the finale of of uh, Succession? What if the finale of Succession was a musical and he wrote that? Is 100%. Okay? 100%. If he wrote, if he was involved in, say, um, you know how like Harvey Firestein will do, will help out when they when they're doing a shit like uh, we're gonna do this musical for TV, and then he'll write some of the redo some of the yeah. songs. Uh, and if and if Elton John did that, like if they did the Lion King live, and he won for that, absolutely. So what I'm hearing is, in your eyes, the only true egot is Mel Brooks. No, we went. No, I think um, what's her name. Um, from West Side Story. Oh, Rita Marino. Rita Marino. Yeah. Rita Marino she, is a legit. Well, her Emmy is a daytime Emmy. It's not a real primetime Emmy. <laughs> does that count? I don't know if it does. I don't think it does. <laughs> she must have won for a night. She now, has an EGA. Yeah, because she won a daytime Emmy. They, it, We don't. Well, not we. You. The, you don't. But like the Emmys or like EGOT people, the, the, the Council of EGOT. <laughs> <laughs> they count daytime Emmys. Are these the people? Can That's I, why Whoopi Goldberg is an EGOT. Can I submit she has a daytime Emmy. Something to the Council of EGOT. <laughs> Game of EGOT. Uh, speaking of Devil's Advocate, as any of the other EGOTs, yeah, you can submit your EGOT. <laughs> to have an Listen, I, 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 am, I am a talentless nobody, and I am not trying to say that I am. I mean, obviously, Elton John is amazingly talented and incredible, and I like almost everything that he does. Almost. I listen to his very obscure songs that nobody else would even know of, like Live Like Horses is one of my favorite Elton John songs. I don't know her. Um, Yeah. Uh, So I'm a fan. So it's not, I just, you know, I just feel like, you know, for whatever genre that is, you know, you should get. You should get an award for that. If he just if he did a concert in a Broadway theater, I don't know that that should actually win a Tony. Yeah. So let me run through because I I honestly think Mel Brooks might be the only one who is a true egot in your eyes. So he won uh, an Emmy for writing. Um, excuse me. Oh. <laughs> I'm a little verklempt. Um, Jeremy likes to do a lot of burpees. <laughs> He won an Emmy for writing um, for various uh, TV shows. He's starting with, he has many Emmys, uh, starting with the Sid Caesar show back in the 50s. He has a Grammy for um, the producer's album, putting that together, the Broadway musical, also for um, some um, comedy records he's done. He's got best comedy record. He has Oscars for writing screenplays. He wrote uh, for the producers, the original movie before it was a musical. And then the Tony for all the, 
the 400 Tonys that the producers won. Yeah, 100%. There you go. Mel Brooks is the only true EGOT. Yeah, like what if um, what if Taylor Swift won an Oscar for her concert movie? Now, I, she, I know. I know those are dangerous words. You know what? Forget <laughs> it, Swifties. I didn't say Listen, anything. She, everything, she, and, she and Beyonce run the world. It's she okay. She is perfect I get it. in every way. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I brought her name up. Honestly, I'll just I'll retract it. The, the next album is going to have a song called Richard is a Dick. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, who's she talking about? And she just happened to listen to this podcast. She's like, yep, let's start on that new album. I don't mind. I don't know if I would mind if she wrote a song about me. I'd love her to write a song about me. Oh my God, what if she wrote a song and she's like, Richard is a dick, but his co host was lovely. She means me. She'll write a song. It'll be called Dick, Dick Not. <laughs> oh my God, that's a banger. That's a hit. I love it. Do I get a writing credit on that if that's actually what it is? We're one quarter way to our econ. <laughs> Um, so, oh, something else that happened that was really cool um, is uh, they gave the Governor's Award, which is like their um, uh, focus on, um, I don't want to call it lifetime achievement, but kind of a focus on people who do good work through television. Um, and they gave it to Glad, which was lovely. Yeah, good for Glad. Good for them. Do you think they were happy? They weren't just happy. They were glad. They were glad. <laughs> uh, but it was given to them by Coleman Domingo and um, one of our favorite ladies in the world, Hannah Waddingham. Love her. I adore her. She's so classy. So classy. So and tall. so and, but and can be crass so and classy. Tall. You know, it's a talent to be perky bosoms. She's so perky. Delightful. And beautiful. And can sing. Yes. Yeah. I yes. love her. She can sign. Do you think she's like the like in, in, in London, she's like their BAPS? Or is BAPS just BAPS? <laughs> Yes. Let me see if I can bring up the names of every megastar that will piss off every fan base. She and her love of the gays. Ah, she adores us. Yes. You talking shit about EGOTs and Taylor Swift wouldn't change her opinion of you. She'd still love you. <laughs> Listen, I'm not, I just want to be clear about one thing. Um, Taylor Swift is multi-talented. Love her. If she's going to win an Oscar. Queen. Needs to be because she's starring in a show. Because she could do it. If she announced her presidential campaign, I would vote for her. <laughs> that might be the only thing that can save us. <laughs> I'm a Swifty. <laughs> <laughs> she's the only one who can unite our country. She could say something like, I alone can fix this, and we'd believe her. Mm-hmm. Um, How'd you like RuPaul's acceptance speech? Loved it. I don't watch RuPaul's Drag Race, but I respect RuPaul for everything that he has done in his um, drag dominion and became not only the most winningest host of anything, um, but also became the most winningest uh, African-American in Emmy history. Yeah. And I like I like the fact that he, he took the time to say, you know, that all this drag queen uproar is just be shit. Yeah. Be shit. Bullshit. BS. I think I was trying to be Bull nice. Hunt. I think I was trying to be nice, and I abbreviated the word that wasn't the bad word. Yeah, you uh, <laughs> you muted the wrong one. I need to. <laughs> I need to go back on caffeine. Is what I need to do. Um, one thing I thought was hilarious though, when uh the head of Glad came up to accept her Emmy, 
love all the work Glad did. That was the most rehearsed speech. I was like, stop looking at the prompt teleprompter and speak from your heart. But you could tell she was reading. But as they were talking, they did you notice they started to cut to all the queer people in the audience? So like Bella Ramsey, and she's just like, hey. And you could see her start to giggle when because she, she said queer kids. And they cut to Bella Ramsey, who's like 22, and she's like, mm, I guess I'm a queer kid. Um, and then they cut to Ariana DeBose, who's just kind of like, hmm. I did a thing. <laughs> um, and it just cracked me up that they kept cutting to the queer people. You know, I would say, I wanted to say this, and it'll come up later too, but when I was watching The Color Purple, mm-hmm. and at the very end of it, there's like this this scene where all these people are gathered around, and it's like all of these like incredible, incredibly talented black actors and singers and, and all this stuff, and I thought, you know, like this is amazing. Like this must be amazing for... Um, you know, for for black people to to sit and see like this entire movie and this huge cast of all these really talented people telling this incredibly emotional story and just to be a part of that, to sit in that is amazing. And I thought I would love to see this with like some sort of huge gay thing. And then we watched that other movie and there was a dinner scene and all those oh, gay yeah. people were in it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is what it's like. And that was really cool. So things like that I love. You know, when they're showing. And I think it's important, you know, because still after, you know, what are we, 30 something years after the assassination of Harvey Milk, that visibility is still what we need to 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 do to still strive to get the rights that we deserve. Did you say 30 years? Um, well, it was For, 70s. Oh, my it God. It's 60 years. 50. Oh, my God. You know what? I, it's it's not we're not in the it's not 1990. No. <laughs> I think I will always think that 1975 was 20 years ago. Yeah, I was um, somebody posted on TikTok and they had it was like one of those things that happened 50 years ago. And it was like 50 years ago was in the 70s. And it's like, no, 50 years ago was like the was World War Two was the that's when World War Two ended 50 years ago. But no, it was the 1970s. Nixon Watergate happened like 50 years ago. I can tell you. That next year, I'm turning 50. I was born in 1975. Mm-hmm. And in the same sentence, I can tell you that 1975 was 20 years ago. <laughs> the math just doesn't matter. You were up. born the same year, I believe, Jaws came out. Jaws will be turning 50, as will Rick. <laughs> as will the song The Rose. A lot of good things came out in 75. Ooh, that, was a good, that was a good year. Yeah. Um, other th- Really quick other things, because I know we want to get to the movie. Um uh, oh, the in memoriam. I was like, oh, oh. And then when they started to sing the Friends theme, I an ugly cried. I was like, oh god. I felt like, um, uh, like one of my best friends died, and I didn't really mourn his go- his passing until I saw that. And they showed his face. And I was like, oh my god, he's really gone. <laughs> it's like ugly cried. I thought that was really that was really good. Yeah. I think the way they did that was really mm-hmm. good. And I gotta admit I was nervous about it because I I am a huge Charlie Puth fan. Yeah. Love um, him. But he is not always on live. Oh really? You I know? haven't seen him a whole lot. He live. I think I don't know what it was, if it was the Super Bowl or probably wasn't that, but it was something where he was singing live and it was just it was it was hard to watch. And I was like, Oh oh, you know what it was? I think it was New Year's Eve. Mm. And um it was one of those New Year's Aww. Eve celebrations. Poor baby it, was just cold. Um, but I thought, you know, he's he's really good in a studio, in a studio mm-hmm. voice. But this was, I don't know if it was pre-taped, 
but he was fantastic. Yeah. And the two people singing with him were great. Uh, I war the and whole... Treaty. The War and Treaty were the yeah. names. And the whole, all of it was really good. Yeah. That was a really touching He moment. did, um, he has an amazing TikTok um, account that I follow. Love him. I know I'm all TikTok over there, giggly. Um, <laughs> giggly but, uh, McGee. Giggly McGee. <laughs> um, but he has a hilarious TikTok. I love him. And uh, I just, I adore Charlie Puth. I am a Char- Charlie Puth boy. What did you think of that guy's acceptance speech rap? Okay, he is a weird guy. He won the SAG last year, and he got up there. Okay, first of all, you know your category is being called. Don't put something in your fucking mouth. Right. They like, cut it's him. almost like he did it on purpose. He did. He Jen's did. like, is he chewing gum? He put. He was eating something like a, a hot dog or something, and he shoved the rest of him. And I go, I guess I won't. And he gets up there. Um, I will say... Um, the little bit that I know of him, and this probably is what feeds into my um, dislike of him, is he is a super uh, conservative right winger. And the fact that he's winning everything, it's just annoying me because his speeches are stupid. He's <laughs> stupid. And I don't like him. Oh, I wrote down, um, too, I wanted to point out that, uh, where'd it go? Um these guys that are in um, White Lotus. Yes. Theo James. Yeah. And Will Sharp. Mm. They're so hot. Yeah. This is the clips that they were playing of them. Theo James is like, the one who has the, in the second season, the dangler. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He is number four. Is that his name? It's Or is he just four? He's in the Divergent series. I think his name is I four. I haven't watched those. But yes, he is in the Divergent series. Um, found out that that is a prosthetic. <laughs> Still pretty to look at. Um, overall, great show. Thought it was great. Um, a lit. I hate it when only a handful of shows win everything. Oh, you know what? I what was really weird. Sorry what? to interrupt you, no, but um, when they would they would show the crowd. Yeah. During people's speeches, it was empty. There were like rows and rows and rows of of nobody. I thought that really oh. odd. Rows and rows of nobody. That's the Independent Spirit Awards. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I didn't notice that. I'm going to pull it. I'm going to find attention. it. Yeah. I'm going to find it for you. Um, but I thought it was great. Um, Succession. Uh, what I took away from this is I need to finish Succession. I need to watch Beef. Yeah. And I need to get over my hate of the bear because my hate is not be- not based on what how good the show is. It's based on this award show thing and shows are not awards. So I need to get over that and I need to watch it because I hear it's an amazing show. You know, I could draw an analogy for you that you probably don't care about and will bore you. Um, Is it baseball? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Lost me already. (laughs) So there are people and uh, people who have no problem just telling it to your face that they hate the Houston Astros and they hate the Houston Astros because they say the Houston Astros cheated um by um you know i guess that there were there were cameras in the dugout or something and they could read the lips of what the people were saying that they were going to do and they used that to win i don't know anything about it so if you want to email me and tell me all about it sure go ahead i'm sure it has nothing to do with deflated footballs or how you play football in the cold or anything like that you know people people do what they can to win right so um but people hate the astros now the players didn't make the decision to do any of that so, like, people will hate watching the Astros play and hate those players who are really good because of what the the 
what people decided whose pay grade is above theirs. I don't really know if that would be true. It wouldn't be about theirs. They make a lot of money, right? Um, but just their bosses, right? Um, so it's that kind of a thing where, like, it is hard for me. It will be hard for me to watch it because I will think the producers cheated to get these awards. And um, I wish that I – maybe I'll uh, maybe I get through it. After I get through House of Dragons, maybe I'll try The Bear. Yeah. But I definitely want to watch Beef. I will say, and more so than, like, a competitive thing like a sport, where it's based on the talent of the team to overcome the other team. I love these entertainment award shows, but they're all arbitrary and they're all very subjective. I mean, entertainment is subjective. You like one movie, you like one TV show. So I can separate that completely from the show and the whole politics of winning awards. That's a studio thing. And 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 they, I mean, I, I sat through the many years of Harvey Weinstein manipulating and fucking over the Oscars so that stupid shit like Shakespeare and love can beat Saving Private Ryan. I can get over that and watch the show. Um, specifically, I hear there's an amazing episode in the second season with Jamie Lee Curtis in it that I really want to see, but I want the backstory of the uh, first season and a half to understand it. Oh, does she play his mom? Yes. Oh, well, now I'm interested. So, and I love she's Jamie Lee Curtis more than I hate that it win. won. <laughs> yeah, she's probably going to get nominated for an Emmy next year for the second season because the show the, that episode I've heard is that as good. long as it's for you know best supporting actress in a drama series, then she might deserve it. Well, one nice thing is the supporting uh, characters are um, they're across the board; they're not separated by drama or comedy. It's just everybody. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So maybe they should just do yeah, that. Right. Put it all into one. Um, but, uh, I put it above the Golden Globes, um, and I put it below, um, I don't know, the Emmys last year. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like Rotten Tomatoes on that. Do you think they do Rotten Tomatoes on the Emmys? Probably not. No. I'm going to look it up real quick. You can. We'll, we'll take a look. Um, while you're doing that, speaking of awards, I will, I will, um, I just want to give a shout out and say, uh, Watermark's Wave Awards are up and live, and Wine Why Not is up for favorite podcast. so if you would be so kind, go to watermarkonline.com, and you'll see the Central Florida Wave Awards at top, and, uh, click on the, uh, the link, and you get a vote in at least 15 categories. Um, if you're looking for categories to vote for, vote for us in podcast, then scroll up, vote for, uh, me as best writer. Uh, journalist watermarkonline.com watermarkonline.com for best website you could vote um, for watermark else? as favorite lgbtq business uh, it's not in the top five. Oh, it's not no oh never mind um <laughs> the only other watermark one that i believe is in the nominees <laughs> is also um lee shannon is up for favorite columnist but that's under journalism so vote for me not lee <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but friend of the show nick smith is up for best artist, artist? and best um fundraiser he does a fundraiser for zebra youth every year uh scavenger hunt for his birthday and uh the the readers love it so they voted for that so um show him some love um if you're voting in tampa bay you can vote for dylan for favorite photographer and for ryan williams jen as favorite writer yes the the likelihood if you're listening to this you're probably in orlando though Based on how the voting went for our podcast, (laughs) we want to say thank you to those that nominated. Because you know what about award about these kind of awards? 
People don't like to do the nomination process. No. Because when you got to write in what you think, you know, that the people get like, oh, I don't want to do that. Like, but oh, when it's when you get to the top five, they'll just, just click, 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 click. They love that. that yeah. But they don't want to write in the nomination. So the fact that people went in and nominated us and wrote it in to get us to the top five, I, I greatly appreciate that. We love doing this. Yeah. Um, you know, and your reward will tell us whether we're good or not. So um, it, luckily, though, it, this isn't listed. So it's not like, you know, wine, why not favorite dramatic podcast because that's the category we go in right mm-hmm. we're very dramatic <laughs> we hope we're a comedy i know what we're not we're not, and i think we're listed to this for those of you that tuned in because it's listed as a health <laughs> what is it health, health and, and fitness. fitness um so yeah until they take that listing off we have to say one thing health and fitness related so um i already said baseball when's the last time you went to the gym uh I think I did. <laughs> I don't remember. It's been since Christmas. Oh. I went, well, I've been once since Christmas. Nice. There you go. <laughs> I've been twice since New Year's. Oh, good for you. Yeah. And it's now the 22nd. So that's 20 days I didn't go. <laughs> um, so there we are. Fitness, wrote us for your favorite fitness and uh, health website <laughs> or uh, podcast. So um, it looks like it says 55 is the rating, but that's since 1949 to present. So I don't know if it's that's this a mixed year. bag there. Yeah, that there's is a lot. A there's a lot bag. going on there. Um, Good to know. First uh, first Emmy broadcast was on January 25th, 1949, on NBC. You know, when you said that, I could hear it in my head. NBC. Do you ever see Private Parts, the movie, not Private Parts, the Howard Stern? Uh, movie with Until uh, I got too fat. I used to see him all the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, not, no, it's uh, the movie with Howard Stern based on his yes. uh, biography. I've seen that, and um, uh, potential uh, probably will be nominated for an Oscar. Um, uh, Paul Giamatti is in that, and I love the scene where he's telling him how to. He goes, "You have to mention the network because it was an NBC uh, radio station." He says, you have to say every, at the top of every hour. And he's teaching him how to say NBC. And he's ha- he has to sing it like, he, like you're listening to NBC. And they're going back and forth. And Howard Stern is intentionally not doing it correctly. Cracks me up. <laughs> every time I hear NBC, I picture that scene. Well, hey, everybody. <laughs> that's, that's the Emmys. Yes, that was a fantastic episode. What a, what a, we had what so a, what much a flawless fun. transition. I mean, I mean, one second we're talking about the Emmys, and here we are now at the end of the show, as if no time has passed in between the two. We also did. Um, we didn't start recording with our cameras either. Oh, oh. Um, so I mean, we it, it was a good show. We we, <laughs> we had it a was bit of, it was wave award worthy. Yes, I would say there was there was a little technical difficulty there at the end, but you know what? We, we it fixed adds it. some charm. It, it does. The, the bugs add some charm. But next week we're gonna come back. Yes, with um, a lot of technical bugs worked out, and I mean, it's the first episode of the second season. There's going to be a little bit of uh, growing pains there. So, but yeah. uh, so we're going to come back. We're going to talk about our son with Billy Porter yes. and Luke Evans. The movie, not our son. Oh yeah, um, we're not that close. <laughs> and um, we're also going to talk about Dicks, the musical, not ours. <laughs> the musical. We're going to sing about each other's dicks. Uh, it's going to be great. Good times. Turn in. T- tune in. Yes. Um, but until then, the cork is back in the bottle. <laughs>